Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning, boys and girls and citizens of all ages. 8 o'clock time for the Power Hour, part of the morning show here on Planet Radio 106.7. I'm Chris Logan, your host every day from 6 until 10. But from 8 until 9, it is the Power Hour, where we go in on what's trending, what's happening for the day, headlines and stories locally, statewide, nationwide, worldwide. And don't forget, we're streaming live video on our Planet Radio Facebook page. You want to watch along and you want to comment on anything we're talking about today, you can do it that way, or you can text in 337-227-0365. 337-227-0365. Got to say thanks to Louisiana Blues, the official specialty meats store of the morning show. We also do wild game processing, so make sure to keep them in mind. Hunting season coming up. They know what they're doing over there. Seasoning's perfect. Smoked sausage, perfect. Or they get everything from cowboy stew to, to fresh sausage in their freezer. And it's all delicious, too. LABluesMarket.com is their website. Thanks to Motor City, Jean-Paul, and his crew at 1111 North University in Lafayette. MotorCityLA.com is where you can find them online. Follow them on social media. And thanks to the official restaurant. Of the morning show. That's Mandez's Seafood Bar and Grill. They are on Doucet, the original location in Lafayette, and the new location on Chemin Metairie in Youngsville. You can find them at mandezesgrill.com. So glad you're here hanging out this morning. However much time you can spend inside the morning show every Monday through Friday, I appreciate it. Ian, good morning. Lauren, what's happening? Good morning. Duck Festival is going on this week. Last week, we had Shrimp Festival. Duck Festival is happening. Duckfestival.org is their website. Opens up on Thursday at 6. There's rides. There's entertainment. All sorts of fun stuff. The Duck Festival hitting that fall festival season here in Acadiana. Just hope it gets a little bit cooler. Man, if you went to the uh, Shrimp Festival, this weekend's probably hot, huh? Probably going to be hot again for the Duck Festival. But again, duckfestival.org if you want to check out any information coming up with that. Question of the day today. Now, it had to do with the story that I read this morning about people wouldn't know where to take someone if they were a tour guide in their hometown. Like most people wouldn't know where to go. Phil, what's up? Good morning. So I, I sort of tailored our question to that today. You're a tour guide in your hometown. Where's the first place you're taking a visitor? And we're getting some comments. Got this on our Planet Facebook page, my Chris Logan Facebook page. Joseph says the downtown car uh, tower, car park. Oh, he says car park, but the... Parking tower downtown, so you can view the top of all of Lafayette. That would be a cool little spot. Shauna says, Fred's Lounge, LOL. That would be in Mamu. Uh, Steven says, Trespassing in Cane Fields. <laughs> uh, Destiny says, Right back out of here. DeBerry isn't for the week, LOL. Come on. <laughs> uh, Richard says, The City Bar. So I guess he's from Maurice, maybe. Christopher says regatta restaurant and the sailboat race. That would be in Lake Arthur, right? Mike says Henderson Swamp. Got to take him fishing. 
Heck, he says, Sonny's. That's in my hometown of, of Church Point. Sonny's would be a spot, I guess, that would take somebody. We also got this cool museum. It's uh, La Vie Presbyterian Museum. It was recently done, and there's a lot of history about Church Point in there. That's, that's a cool place to bring visitors uh, if, if you're coming to Church Point. Uh, Dustin says, Shadows on the Test. Noah says, Billy's Boudin. Brian says, Tabasco. Catherine says, Ghidro's Food Store, probably. Where's that at? Ghidro's Food Store. Let me click on it. She tagged him. Uh... Doesn't say. I just see their sign, Boudin with an attitude since 1959. Why do I not know about Ghidro's Food Store? Looks like they got some pretty good food, though. Let's go to my personal page and see what kind of answers we got. Danny says Lake Martin. Brandon says the Three Bridges in Patasa. <laughs> Blake says the back of town to get a cold cup. Assuming it's still 100-plus degrees, Frog City, capital of the world. Stephanie says, definitely old-time grocery. Nick says, out of my town. Come on, man. Charles says, Lafayette, UL Campus, Moncus Park. Uh, James says, in Kaplan, I'm bringing into the fabulous, famous Dollar General. And then the pink chicken in Abbeville. <laughs> Never been there, dude. Maybe I need to go meet James. Maybe we need to go to the pink chicken. Or maybe not. Uh, see Avery Island uh, doing the Tabasco thing. Lee says Camellia Boulevard on Johnston. Or no, sorry, Camellia Boulevard and Johnston intersection to show how brilliant our road engineers are. <laughs> awesome, good questions. So thanks for uh, answering that. Ash says Ghidros Lafayette on Slit on Simcoe. Didn't know that. Might be a place I got to go and check out. 8.06, this is the Power Hour, Planet Radio 106.7. Saints won their preseason game yesterday. It was the second preseason game. It was a 22-17, to 17, believe 14 penalties for the Saints. Oh, just got to remember it is preseason. It is the place to make mistakes. You know, although, got to agree, 14 penalties, still a lot, no matter if it's the second string, third string, first string. But won the second preseason game. We're undefeated. Super Bowl, you know? Maybe we'll win our third one, go undefeated in preseason. If I remember right, the year we won the Super Bowl, I think we were undefeated in preseason. And also, Jimmy Graham was in the headlines this weekend, too. It had broke Saturday morning that Jimmy Graham was disoriented, disorderly conduct. He he was in the in the streets basically wandering around, didn't know where he was, and I, and I think a little bit of resisting arrest, but he was arrested by police. And then the Saints came out with a press release a little bit later on Saturday and said that Jimmy Graham had a medical episode and he had suffered a seizure or a, a stroke, and that was his reasoning for not knowing where he was and and wandering around in the street. So hopefully if, if that's what it is for Jimmy Graham, he gets the help he needs, and maybe we'll see him out on the field this year. You know, again, Jimmy Graham, I told you whenever we got him, I mean, was I, was I cutting cartwheels down the hallway here at Chris Logan Media? No. 
And is it cool to have Jimmy Graham back in black and gold? Yeah. Could he do well for us for one season? Maybe. We'll see. I know I'm ready for the regular season. though. I know that much. And I'm ready for fantasy football. And if you want to play with me and Phil from Twin Peaks, you got to go to the website. Listen to theplanet.com and get registered. Friday morning, I will pick eight players to join us in our Planet Radio Twin Peaks Fantasy Football League. Going to have our draft on Thursday, August 31st, 7 o'clock at Twin Peaks. Going to have the draft board. We're going to have some free food, non-alcoholic beverages. But again, you want to you have a little cold beer? That's on you. I mean, how do you have a fantasy football draft and not drink a little cold beer? I, I don't know. Never been part of one where I didn't drink a little cold beer. But I'd love to have you. Got prizes for first and second place. Got some Twin Peaks gift cards and some Planet Radio swag. Going to be a 10-person league. Will you be in it? Well, you got to register to find out Friday morning at 8 here inside the Power Hour. I will draw our eight winners. I think it's going to be fun. So still coming up inside the Power Hour. There is a new challenge going on on social media, the hashtag egg crack challenge. Did you see that yet? Netflix ending DVD service. A pilot attacked a parking arm with an axe. Uh, what else we got this morning? Uh, Little Debbie introducing a new pie, cake, whatever you want to call it. Half of parents have no idea how to raise kids without smartphones. Uh-uh, story. A man accidentally texts the Monterey police officer wanting to commit a crime and gets arrested. Also going to talk a little, a little bit about Green Day. Got, bruh, you knew that this morning? That's our did you know? Segment of the Power Hour? About pulling on your ears if you're feeling stressed? I didn't know this. And how do you measure cat years and human years? Dogs, that's seven years, correct? For every one year of a human, you add seven years for a dog. You think it's more or less for a cat. This is also trending around here. Saw this on KLFY.com. Saw a lot of people sharing this on social media yesterday. But there was a huge marsh fire in Cameron Parish. And according to KLFY, firefighters of the Cameron Parish Fire Department spent nearly 24 hours battling that fire. The fire started Saturday evening, according to Chief Tim DuPont of the Cameron Parish Fire Department. He said, quote, we actually had a fire on the south side of Trascalaire Road. And we had another completely different fire. One was started on the south side. The other was started by a cigarette on the north side. Somebody didn't, didn't watch Smokey the Bear when they were growing up. Also, Chief DuPont told News 10 the fire burned through an area almost half the size of Karen Crow. And people said they could see smoke for miles. Almost a dozen firefighters were called out to the scene, including four trucks. Also, Chief went on to say, pretty much burnt probably about 2,000 acres. We had about 12 firefighters on scene throughout the night. Chief said he and his team was able to get the fire under control on Sunday, but they're still on the scene battling the flames and will need more equipment to extinguish it completely. And this story was done by 
KLFY yesterday. So, dude, man, that, that could have been ugly. Glad they, they got most of that under control. You got to remember what Smokey Bear told us, man. You can't, you can't do that. You can't flick your cigarettes in, a, in this, in this uh, dry atmosphere we got. Thanks to the devil's breath bleak, breathing on us all the time. Man, you walked in your grass lately? It crunches, right? You're smoking, man. Don't flick them cigarettes in the grass. You're going to start a fire. And that's not from Smokey the Bear. That's some old Chris Logan. Uh, <laughs> what else we got this morning? Oh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Radfest. I, I, didn't get to, I didn't get to go on Saturday. Had something to do. But it was downtown Lafayette. Uh, rock show, all ages rock show, rock festival, if you will. Had nine local bands. That was from Lafayette. Had um, band from Baton Rouge, I believe, New Iberia. But from what I heard, they put on a great show. I know Seth from the Loud Hour went out there this weekend. And he was pretty excited about it. I didn't get a chance to go. And hopefully, maybe... Uh, next year, we can be a part of that. Lauren, come in. So I got craters in my yard. It's so dry. Hell's opening up. You better watch out. They're going to drop into some kind of portal. You're going to drop in. Uh, <laughs> you're going to drop down somewhere. And you, you won't find a way out. Also, if you if you were on TikTok, odds are you saw this, the egg crack challenge. Maybe I should call it the hashtag egg crack challenge. <laughs> and parents are cracking eggs on their kid's forehead. So if, if, you, if, if you saw this, or if you didn't see it, I guess I, I should say, you know, a, a parent will set up a camera, and it's a pretty close-up shot. And then they tell their kids, hey, you want to help me make what, you know, whatever it is, you know, a little bread, want to help me scramble some eggs. And then they're mostly toddlers. And then so they get up there to help mama or help daddy. And then there's some eggs in a bowl. And instead of cracking the eggs on the side of the bowl, like a normal person or on the counter or however you crack eggs, they take the eggs and they pop it on the forehead of their child. And then the child is like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing to me? emotional damage you ever saw that because <laughs> that's what it is and it's trending i mean as a uh you know as a, a random dude i'm not going to tell you what to do or not do with your kids but i mean this <laughs> is that is this a good prank or a bad prank but if you haven't seen it yet hashtag egg crack challenge those people got in trouble what is it in Eunice at that what was the um what was the daycare while back we talked about a couple or so weeks ago where uh the employees of the daycare got arrested for trying those challenges on the kids I bet you no one tries this because they were doing the uh, where you throw the cheese on the on the kid to make him stop crying and the scaring prank and and all that stuff Bet they won't try the hashtag egg crack challenge, though. Also, you still do win Netflix DVD service? If you are, it is coming to an end. No more mail-outs. Now, that was how Netflix got started, if you recall. 
the red envelopes being sent out, mailed out. According to this from today.com, the famous Netflix red envelopes are being sent out one final time next month. And a few diehard subscribers will get a haul of DVDs they don't have to return. And this is something we discussed before. You know, yes, they still have the DVDs, the red boxes, all that stuff. Because, dude, if you live in a rural area, if you live out in the country, you might not have great internet. You might not be able to stream on Netflix, and you got to go old school, man. You got to go DVD, Blu-ray. Maybe VHS, maybe your vintage. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But not everybody got that good internet. You still got to do, you still got to do the DVD thing. But the story goes on to say after announcing in April that it was shutting down the DVD by mail business, they sent an email this week to the last of the hardcore DVD subscribers about a final surprise. The email allows subscribers to opt in by August 29th for the chance to receive up to 10 extra discs. So I guess they don't want to keep their discs. They just want to give them to their customers. The final DVDs will be sent out September 29th. The email read, we really appreciate that you're sharing movie nights with us until the last day. Let's have some fun for our finale. So subscribers can keep the DVDs instead of having to mail them back now that the program is ending after 25 years. There will be no advance notification for those who get awarded the DVD haul. It will just show up in the mail according to the email. So if you want some free DVDs, you still doing the Netflix thing? Get on it, man. Might be able to get that. Uh, I don't know, dude. You might be able to get uh, you know, Frozen for your kids. And maybe the original Fast and Furious, something good like that. And maybe Rocky Four. You want to you uh, school your kids on how communism fell? Rocky Four. You know, you want to have a history lesson at home? Rocky Four. Get that one. Maybe you'll luck out and you'll get to keep it. If you want to show them what it's like to forge ahead, push ahead, when you get knocked down, stand up, Rocky Three is a good one for that. Rocky got his ass beat by Clubber Lane. Then he was scared. But he, when he admitted he was scared, and Adrian came, you know, she, she joined him. Wanted to know what was wrong. The minute he said, I'm scared, things turned around, dude. Adrian, see, some people don't know, Adrian was the glue that held Rocky together. Because what happened? He was down whenever Apollo died. He had to fight Ivan Drago in Russia. You know, he just, you could tell he just wasn't feeling right. Adrian showed up. It was on, dude. Communism fell. I'll always say that we, you know, it was because Rocky beat Ivan Drago, but we got to give a little credit to Adrian. Just being real. You know, I keep it real inside the power hour. I just, I had an epiphany. We got to give a little credit that communism fell to Adrian too, because maybe if she would have never showed up in Russia, Ivan Drago beats Rocky. We'll never know. Let's see, 819, Planet Radio 106.7. So we have a couple uh-uh stories today. A United pilot attacked a parking arm with an axe. Watch, look, if you're watching this morning, here's uh, here's the picture right here. My guy said, you don't want to open? I'm going to I'm gonna make you open it. Dude was probably just having a bad day, too. He had, he had, he had enough. He had a bad flight. Might have hit some turbulence. 
He might have had to work overtime, and he was just he was just upset. And the arm didn't want to work. Let's see. Wait, hang on. Let me pull up the story. I thought I had it here. Here we go. Happened at uh, Denver Airport this month. Kenneth Jones, he's 63. There he is on the screen. Now, it happened back on, back on August 2nd, but the security footage just came out. He was in an employee parking lot that tends to have long lines, and for whatever reason, he had an ax in his trunk. And you never know. It's good to stay strapped. So he grabbed the ax. He started chopping. He took 23 swings before the wooden arm finally fell off. God, that cat's weak, huh? Dude, it's one of those little arms. The cat swung it 23 times before it fell off. I know a couple people who could do that in, in one swing. Two airport employees caught up with him and wrestled the axe away. The cops arrested old Kenneth in a nearby field. He told them that he had just, quote, hit his breaking point. You see? He had just, he finally had enough. United says he's been put on leave while they do an investigation. Normally, he's rated to fly large jets like the 767s that seat around 200 people. He's due in court next month to face criminal mischief charges. The airport says he costs around $700 in damages. Dude needs to work out a little bit if it took him 23 swings to knock down that little arm. <laughs> so, look, we're coming back with more. We got more to do inside of the Power Hour. New little Debbie. Half of parents have no idea how to raise kids without smartphones. Got another uh-uh story. We got a couple of bruh. You knew that's coming up inside the second half of the Power Hour, too. So keep it where you got it. Planet Radio 106.7. All right, wrapping. No, we're not wrapping it up, dude. We still got the second half left. What's wrong with me? But uh, we got us. We got us a little break. But glad y'all watching, John. Uh, it was nice because you could rent anything, even if Netflix didn't carry it on streaming. I used to watch some wild. <laughs> yep, back in the day, man. It was like it was the new thing. It's 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 the new thing. Let's rent some DVDs, man. You just gotta you gotta go to the website, click what you want, and they're gonna mail it to you. And didn't did Netflix have a gaming version of this? Or there was a whole nother company that did the the games where you can rent the games. Chris says I saw someone from Church Point do that challenge on Facebook. That's the only video I saw. <laughs> um, Noah says I watched the first quarter of the Saints game. It's gonna be a long game. Yep, preseason though, dog. Uh, Micah personally wouldn't do it to my little man, but hey, teach their own. They got to deal with cleaning the mess. <laughs> Talking about popping the eggs, the hashtag egg crack challenge, right? Dude. Let's see if we got any more answers. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a tough one. You know, the question of the day, again, your tour guide in your hometown, where's the first place you're taking a visitor?
told you if I was, I'm in Church Point, we we're going to Sonny's probably. And they were going to La Vue Presbytere, which is the old priest's house here. And they turned it into a museum years back, but they recently, um, they recently redid it and, and they put newer stuff in there. Uh, so it's really, really good. But we got, we got some great answers this morning. Let's see. What else we got? Hang on, let me uh Hang on, I got a, I got a Rocky Four. Uh, <laughs> I thought that's what I said. So this person says it wasn't Rocky Four. We admitted Adrian; he was scared. It was when Mick died, he didn't want to train in Rocky Three. I thought that's what I said. I said, or in Rocky Three. Maybe I didn't. I, I thought I did. So welcome back to the Power Hour here, Planet Radio 106.7. The best rock on the planet. You're home for 90s and 2000s rock. Got a, a message from or a comment from Brian. Said it wasn't Rocky 4, it was Rocky 3 where Rocky admitted he was scared. I thought that's what I said. Maybe, maybe not. Because I said that Rocky got his ass beat by Clubber Lang in Rocky 3. And then that's when he got scared. He, he had he admitted to to Adrian that he was scared. But it was, it was Adrian who was the glue together because in three, he said he was scared. Then in four, if you recall, I think this is what I said. Maybe I didn't. I might be spoken. Um, but then four, she came to meet him in Russia, and that's where things changed because she was the glue that held him together. In three, he told her that he was scared. He admitted it. Then he came back, trained, beat Clubber Lang. In four... She came to meet him in Russia after she didn't want, didn't want him to fight Ivan Drago. And when she did, boy, Rocky perked up and communism fell. Maybe I didn't say it that way. I thought I did. In my mind, I thought I did. I'm going to have to go back and check tape. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to check tape. So, look, what else we got this morning? Um, Want to get to this little Debbie, this new little Debbie pie? You know, there's, they're, just, they're pouring it on us with this, with this pumpkin thing. It's hot, man. It's 107 degrees. 
You know, we don't need no pumpkin spice latte, dude. We don't need no boots with the fur. We don't need no riding boots yet. We don't need none of that. Do we need a little Debbie pumpkin pie? I don't think we do. Let's let the holidays get a little closer. Then you roll out that pumpkin pie. I'm not big on pumpkin pie. I will not eat it. Call me weird. That's okay. I'm not big on pumpkin spice. I, I don't like I don't like any of that. But I know some, some of you do. And it's okay. If you like it, I don't like it. That's okay. We all don't have to like the same things, right? If you like it, go buy it. If you don't, don't. Simple. We make things more difficult now <laughs> than ever before. You, If you like it, good. If you don't, good. If you like it, go buy it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Easy. Real easy, man. We just make things way more difficult today. You got to give your five cents on social media. But Little Debbie adds a new baked good to their collection this fall. Single serve pumpkin pies. It's a three ounce mini version of the full size pumpkin pie. So it's something that we're familiar with over here. You know, like those little pecan pies that people do. You know, your mama or your old taunt might make them them little um them little pies. And that's where you can go and you know you go to a little store. You see those little pies all over the place. Them homemade uh, sweet dough pies, that's what they're called. Maybe that's what they're doing here with, with the pecan pies. Rolling it out mostly at convenience stores, this story says. And to see if they're available near you, you can use the Little Debbie product locator on their website. I hit the link, but okay, there it is. Let's see. Let's see how close it is to us. I'm putting in the Church Point address, 20 miles, find my snack. I didn't think there was a snack locator on LittleDebbie.com, but how cool is that? Yeah, it gives you all the places where you can find Little Debbies, which is most places around here. It just it doesn't say specifically where you can get the pumpkin pie. Also, what about this? Half of parents have no idea how to raise kids without a smartphone, according to this study. Is it a smartphone generation of parents? Apparently so. This study says that nearly half of all parents, 43%, have no idea how people raise children before everyone had a smartphone. It was easy. It was easier. The researchers also revealed that moms and dads regularly use smartphones to shop for their kids. And use them up to 77 times a week to search for advice. 61% say it's the most helpful tool when raising their children. With the ability to search in your device comes more data. 34% admitted they had to increase their data for their extra phone use as well because they're using it so much to raise their kids. When parents were asked what they mostly use, use their device for, 67% responded by saying they use them to take photos. 62 use WhatsApp. 60% use them to keep an eye on the weather. 
Boy, there's so many ads popping up on NewYorkPost.com with this story. I, I can't even read it. I'm, I apologize. This cat says, when I became a father, I found out that phones become your second or third pair of hands. They're an amazing source of information, advice, and connect you to, support, to a support network when you need it the most. You know, when, when, that didn't, when that didn't happen, like when we didn't have smartphones, like you just, you just, you may, you may do or you guessed, right? Back in the day, you just guessed. If you were wrong, you were wrong, man, I'm sorry. Now, parents have no idea how to raise their kids without a smartphone. Will that get better? I, I, I. I, I don't know, man. Or, or does it go downhill from there? We're like, where do you think we go from here? Do you think we go? Do you think we go more of a technological path? Or do you think in years to come, we have a little bit of, of old schoolness back? Is AI completely going to take over? Is everything going to be on our phones? Or we come back to some brick and mortar stores? Will people long for that? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't see. But I mean, the way things are going, I'm going to say technology is going to take over. If that many parents now are raising their kids with a, with a smartphone, if you had a problem back in the day, you picked up the phone. Call my mom. You call your mama. Call somebody who knew, hey, how I make this gumbo again? And then, and then they walked you through it, right? Well, you got to you know, make your roux, and then you add a little bit of water. And you know, they go through the steps. Didn't know how to change the spark plugs in your truck. Hey, daddy, how I change them spark plugs in the truck? It, you know, he, he showed you. Little things like that. But now, uh-uh, you don't have to make that call now. You got YouTube. How I make a gumbo. Look, please, if you got it, look, let, let's talk about this for a second. If you don't know how to make a gumbo or like rice and gravy, uh, jambalaya, whatever. Okay, call, call like, like a, um, an old wise person in your family. Don't go to YouTube for that. Huh? Put Swallow your pride. Admit you can't cook a gumbo and call somebody in your family that knows how. Don't, don't, don't go do it on the internet. Okay, can we just agree? Can we agree on that at least this morning? <laughs> How about this uh-uh story today? An uh-uh story is a story that, that I read, maybe the headline I read, the first two words out of my mouth are uh-uh. A man accidentally texts a police officer about wanting to commit a crime and he gets arrested. Uh-uh. Happened in Monterey, California. A Pacific Grove man was arrested after he texted an officer on accident, telling him he possibly wanted to commit a crime. On Thursday, a Monterey police officer received a text to his work cell phone from an unknown number. The text said he was in Monterey with a gun and wanted to confront a group of people for an unknown reason. The man was later identified as Wesley Langkamp, age 38, of Pacific Grove. Told police to meet him at North Fremont Street in Monterey. Police arrived and arrested Mr. Wesley Langkamp. 
The search of his vehicle found a loaded Glock narcotics and narcotic paraphernalia. He was arrested and booked at the Monterey County Jail. Uh-uh. At least they stopped something from happening, though, right? Quite possibly. Also, a little bit of music news this morning, too. Green Day to reissue Dookie for the 30th anniversary. This is pretty cool. It's going to be a box set. For those of you who don't know what a box set is, something that we, we, we wanted back in the day to where you, know, you got uh, your special DVDs. You might have got you know, maybe a special autograph inside of a box set. Maybe you got a little book in there. You got something to, to tell you about the, the music that you bought, maybe about the band that you like, that box set. Dude, that was, that was legit. So now Green Day taking it back old school. And inside this box set, you're going to have the album, going to have demos, going to have outtakes, and we'll have live recordings. Hard to believe that it's going to be the 30th anniversary of Dookie, right? The new edition will be out on September 29th. The live tracks come from Green Day's Woodstock 94 set and a show in Barcelona from June 1994. They officially released Dookie on February 1st, 1994. It was their major label debut, and it reached number two on the Billboard 200, and it had Basket Case and When I Come Around, two of the biggest singles from that album. Hard to believe that was 30 years ago, though, right? So there, you know, like I mentioned, there's the demos, there's some outtakes from the recording, uh, live recordings, that's that's pretty cool. Doesn't say exactly where to get it in the story, though. Like, I don't know if they're doing some kind of online ordering. You may want to check that out. Maybe just search uh, Dookie 30th anniversary, see what comes up. I thought they would have some info in this uh, from pitchfork.com, but they don't. But if you're a Green Day fan, you know, you like the early, mid-90s, you may want to check it out. Also, we got a couple of stories this morning. Bruh, you knew that, which is our did you know section of the Power Hour. I didn't know this. If you're feeling stressed, use your ears. Gently pull your ears and lobes in all directions, holding each tug for five seconds. Ears have more than 100 acupressure points connected to other parts of the body, and stimulating them creates instant calm. Did not know that. Now you do. And I did not know this. But look, I, I, I said before, I'm not a, big, not a big pet guy. Do I hate dogs, cats, birds, goldfish? No. I, I, I don't. Just never was a big pet guy. But when it comes to dogs, like a dog, for one human year, it's seven dog years. Am I correct on that? If not, someone's going to correct me in the comments or on a, um, or on a post. But I, I, I think that's the correct ratio, right, for dogs. But how many cat years are in a human year? As crazy as it may seem, the first year of a cat's life is equivalent to 15 years of human life. This is from uh, Purina. 
So when your kitten turns one, it's old enough to get a driver's permit. You know, so put put little kitty, you know, put her in the driving school and and have her drive or or have him drive. But I did not know that. I, I did not know that at all. When your cat turns one, it's like 15 years of human life. Crazy, right? That's our bruh. You knew that? Also wanted to mention this today. I got this from a friend of mine, Taylor. And it's a GoFundMe that's set up. And I believe she put put it in the comments in the Facebook Live if you want to help this out, uh, this, this family out. But it's a GoFundMe, and it's set up uh, on behalf of Tina Stutz. It's set up by Tiffany um, and Taylor. And back on August 13th, uh, Jonathan gained his wings. And Jonathan had this very rare disease. And friends and family are still asking for prayers and donations towards the funeral. Jonathan didn't have life insurance. And he was a friend to all, and many says this story on GoFundMe. And just his spirit, they say, marked in our hearts, and he will be deeply missed. But that link is, again, in the comments of the Facebook Live this morning if you want to go and check him out. And I believe they called him Jay. So, that, you know, there's a little bit about him, and there's a little bit about uh, the disease he had. But you can go and you can donate if you like. It's a GoFundMe setup. And, again, the link is in the comments of the Facebook Live this morning on our Planet Radio 106.7 Facebook page. You can learn a little bit more about it there. 842 here inside the Power Hour, Planet Radio 106.7. Are women doing more things around the house than men? The answer could be yes. If you want to get something done around the house, this story from Reader's Digest says, ask the woman who lives there, not the man. Is this, is this, are the tides turning? Is that what's going on? Women are handling home improvements in 62% of households, according to a national survey. And they're more likely to complete the projects on their to-do list than men are. Women ask for help or hire someone if they don't know how to do something. Men don't, so they tend to get frustrated and put things off. I'm, I'm in that category. All right, I I told you, we're honest here inside of the Power Hour. If there's something that I know will lead to a little bit of stress, I'm like, oh, my God. Like the latest thing, uh, my daughter's, uh, what do you call it? Like the, um, the, the flip shade, whatever the hell you call it in a vehicle. You know, you put it down when the sun's in your eyes, pick it up like the little shade, the little um, sun visor. There we go. Hers was falling in, in her vehicle, so I had to get it fixed. And I, can't, I, I put it off because I didn't want to mess with it. 
My wife ordered it, I, think, I don't know, I think from Amazon or something. And she kept asking me to do it. And I kept putting it off. Because I still wanted to hold on to my patience for a little while longer. And a couple days ago, she tried to do it while I was cutting the grass. And I'm like, oh, Lord. I didn't do it. I kind of forgot about it. And then they couldn't get it. So I was like, well, let me, let's, let's let it settle. Right? Telling this to myself. Let's let it settle. And then a couple days, we're going to try it again. And then we tried it again in a couple days. I lent a hand, and we got it taken care of. But, dude, the story's right. Men don't do things around the house, maybe as much. And ladies get frustrated, and, and men put things off. Oh, I'm going to get to that tomorrow. Then what? Tomorrow turns into the, the next week, and then the next week. And then what? A couple weeks after that. And then, and then when you see mama do it, oh, you're like, oh, Lord. Now I'm in for it. But in 62% of households, women are now handling home improvements. That's because she's tired of waiting, fellas. Also saw this today, too. Probably at some point you have picked your nose, correct? It's, sometimes you just got to go in there and get it. Let's, let's just be real. If you haven't went up there and, and, and got it yourself, consider yourself lucky. Sometimes Kleenex ain't going to do it. You just you got to take it, take it upon yourself. But have you ever picked someone else's nose? 10% of adults say yes. They have picked someone else's nose. Now, I hope it's someone maybe that you're with, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. I don't know, maybe, maybe your kid. Because I know you've done that when, you, if, when your uh, kid was a baby. If you don't have any babies yet, you're, you're, you're going to do that. You're going to do a lot of things when you, have a, when you have a kid. Things that you never knew that you could do. But did, did they still have speaking of nose and cleaning of the noses? Remember back in the day, they had like that little, that little suction thing, you know, and a little kid had a snotty nose, and then you would put that in there, and then, and then it would, it would snuck the, suck the snot out, and you had to go, and you had to go put it like in a Kleenex or somewhere else. Remember that? It used to be like this big old ball with like, with like this big long point on it. Then they had some little smaller ones. But I hope you're not in that 10% where you picked in someone else's nose. Unless they're like a little baby. Those little babies can have boogers and snot, stuff like that. You get embarrassed that they have that, so you got you to clean it off real quick with your own hand. You got to go digging yourself. But 10% of Americans have picked someone else's nose. I, didn't, I did not know that. And I, and I hope that's not you. Also, I wanted to share this with you today. I saw this in a couple places. And we, we've talked about AI before, correct? Artificial intelligence. We talked a little bit about it today. He asked, you know, where do you think technology is going to go? Is it going to go, I mean, way, way out there? Or do you think we get a little bit of old schoolness back? You know, maybe some storefronts. Or do you think it's going to go to this all digital, all online thing in years to come? But this here... 
It's pretty big. On Friday, a U.S. district judge ruled that you can only copyright, copyright works created by humans, not work created by AI. A guy named Stephen Taylor sued because he was denied a copyright on a piece of artwork that was, quote, autonomously created by a computer algorithm running a machine, end quote. This is what the judge said. Human involvement in an ultimate creative control over the work at issue was key to the conclusion that the new type of work fell within the bounds of copyright. You read it again. Human involvement in and ultimate creative control over the work at issue was key to the conclusion that the new type of work fell within the bounds of copyright. So AI stuff, if you create it, cannot be copyrighted. Now you can tell on TV, if, if you watch TV, if you watch network TV, which I still do because I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Big Brother. So I've been watching Big Brother, something else I'm a fan of. Um, my friend Ash. The Cajun nerd turned me on to this when we were talking in our show that's every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, which is the Planet Cajun Nerd Experiment. He, we have an entertainment report every once in a while. He told me about winning time on HBO. And that's the story of the Los Angeles Lakers and Dr. Buss. So, and I binge watched it over the, I guess the past few days. And that's really good. I, I've been on that. And I've also been on Big Brother. Why do I still watch Big Brother? I, I, I don't know. I told you, I, I can't tell you. I, that's the only reality show that I still gravitate to. I don't watch anything else. But if you noticed on network TV now, it is nothing but reality shows. Like I just watching Big Brother last night. There's like uh, the challenge thing coming up. There's like a couple other reality shows coming up. And that's because the writer's strike and, and the actor strike. Like, okay, well, we got to do something. Ah, let's get in with some reality shows. But there was like, oh, man, I forgot the name of it. Buddy, it was, but I forgot what it was. There's a new one coming to CBS. And it's this reality competition show. But it's all because of the writer's strike. I guess they got to do something to get content on TV. And Big Brother's been pretty good. If you've been watching Big Brother, it's, it's been okay. There's that cat, Heisem. He thinks he's running the house. Lauren, thank you. Buddy Games. Thank you for that comment, Lauren. That's something new coming to uh, CBS. I saw that last night. Maybe we need to make our own reality show. <laughs> 8.50, listening to the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. Question of the day, you're a tour guide in your hometown. Where's the first place you are taking a visitor? Taylor says aroundabouts. Josh says rods. Uh, Carrie says definitely Don specialty meats. Wes says the museum to view the old plains and likely to Dupuis and Lord knows where else. I guess that's around... Um, Oh, man. Like, that's around Abbeville, correct? JJ says, in Jennings, I'm taking them to see Robbie Cormier at Robbie's front end shop. 
Got to go see my friend Robbie at Robbie's Front End Shop. So if you haven't, uh, Front End Shop, if you having any issues. Jean says, down the bayou. Nick says, out of my town. Come on, man. Uh, Chip says, kids, children's museum, jump zone in Zuziana. Adults, Tabasco, Riverfront, Richard Seafood, uh, and any other bar in the area. Mona says, Scott for all the boudin and cracklins. Jake says, Lake Fossey Point State Park. And boy, there, there's, look, there's so many places around here, man, right? So many places, it, it would be hard. Like, and, and I know a lot of you joked around, you know, I'd take them out, you know, out or uh, show them how bad our roads are. And that's completely true. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not knocking that at all. But, you know, when you, when you sit back and think about it, we're, we are rich in culture and rich in heritage around here. Like, you could go to any little town, city, village, and there's probably something very historic, something that's been there for a while. You know, maybe it's something new, but pretty cool. And I mentioned, you know, in Church Point, where I live, we go to Sonny's. We go to uh, the La Vue Presbyterian Museum, which is uh, all about Church Point history. Take you there. Then, I don't know, we may go rip it up at the skate park, maybe. Uh, get us a snow cone or something. Or if you're over 21, we'll go to Pizzaville and get an ice cold beer. Dude, you want some cold beer? Man. Thing turns into a snow cone, bro. But I think it's time for us to wrap up today, right? I think I got to everything that we needed to get to inside the Power Hour. Got to our uh-uh stories. Talked a little bit about the Saints. Who the Saints have coming up? I mean, let's Google that real quick. Saints preseason, I totally forgot. Saints preseason schedule. So we had, Tex- we had Chiefs. Chargers, and then now we have Texans at home. And it's Sunday night at 7 o'clock. And then the Saints, first game, September 10th at noon, home game against the Titans. Then we hit the road against the Panthers. We stay on the road against Green Bay. We're at home against the Bucks. on the road against the Patriots. We're on the road against the Texans at home against the Jags. We're on the road against the Colts, at home against the Bears, on the road against the Vikings, on the road against the Falcons, home against the Lions, home against the Panthers, we're home against the Giants, and then we're on the road against the damn Rams. Still thinking about that. No, I I don't even want to think about the Rams and that no call. But if you're a Saints fan, listen, you got to be excited about this season. I hope we can put it together. We didn't, we saw just a little piece, a little glimpse of what the ones can do in our first preseason game. We haven't seen much past that. But it was something to be excited about. We have an easy schedule. If we can stay healthy and the team can get clicking, we do have a path to the playoffs and beyond. I, I saw a little story not that long ago. Man, I forgot. We, we barely play a team with a top five quarterback. Um, 
I mean, Rams maybe. I mean, like, like just, just go and look at our schedule. On paper, we might have something this year. Who that? So if you want to jump on the bandwagon, all right? If you want to relive 2010, jump on that bandwagon. Come on now, because it's going to get midseason. It's going to get it's going to get loaded. So if you want to jump on, come on. Got offspring coming up next hour. Finger eleven, Matchbox twenty, Jane's addiction, Alice in Chains. What else we got? We got to remember this one from AFI, Soul Asylum, and more. The final hour of the morning show coming up. Planet Radio one hundred six point seven.